There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. We open on Old Zeke, Young Zeke, and Heck Gently, cowering behind some bushes somewhere in the scar, having just witnessed an unseen force chew up and spit out about a dozen science goons and actual human people like cotton candy in a food processor. Zeke, once you've finished processing the horror that you've witnessed, what are you doing? Uh... Old Zeke approaches the front door of the spooky house and just attempts to open it as quietly as possible and just kind of creep his head in to peek in. You <laughs> open the door and you poke in your little old head to find a house shrouded in darkness. The surrounding jungle and the dense jungle that the house itself has now become allow very little of the sunlight through. And so you uh, you find that you cannot really get a lay of the land in here. Even as you blink and your eyes kind of adjust to this darkness, uh, most of the house is obscured to you. All right. Uh, old Zeke pulls the sound cannon from his hip and holds it at the ready. When it's not ready, it's like about the size of a hairdryer. And then when it's ready to fire, it expands out long ways. Mm -hmm. um, and without opening the door, you know, opening the door like as little as possible, the Zeeks creep all the way into the house. Okay. Presumably Heck following shortly behind. Yep. Heck is at your back, following as quietly as Heck can with his football gauntlet at the ready. Zeke, you and Heck stumble your way through the darkness of this home, and you find yourself you find yourself constantly uh, dragging against debris that seems to be scattered all around the floor here. You're not far in before you run full on into a love seat. 
and you kind of grasp on with your hands and feel your way around it. But even as you're doing that, you feel yourself kicking at things that seem to be scattered around the floor nearby. But as you're doing that, as you're, as you're feeling your way around, you make it just past the love seat to a coffee table in the living room here. And again, because it's so dark and so difficult to see in here, you're kind of using your sense of touch to guide yourself. And you find on this coffee table, a couple of books. One of which is How to Improve Your Home Value by Installing an Olympic Pool. Okay. The other one of which is Swimming in an Olympic Pool for Exercise for Idiots. <laughs> They've recently gotten into swimming. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear Heck scream. Ah! The Zeke's whip around. Heck, what is it? Something's got me! Something's got you? Ah! On what? I can't move! The Zeke's run to Heck. Yeah, you go to run to Heck, but you find that you also cannot move. Ooh, boy. You feel, Zeke, hands closing tightly around your legs and ankles. And you look down now, and you're close enough that your eyes can resolve all across the floor around you. Arms attached to hands are emerging from the dilapidated woodwork that was once a hardwood floor. And every single one of these hands that you've been sort of kicking into and stepping over the entire time that you've been in here are now grasped firmly on your person. Uh, uh, Ah, My uh. ankles are ticklish, but ah, nasty! (laughs) So Zeke's in a panic uh, with all the nasty hands grabbing at their ankles. Mm -hmm. Old Zeke takes charge and goes, uh, get out of here, nasty hands! And uh, he presses a button on the side of the sound cannon that causes the barrel to extend out to its full length. Presses the barrel of the sound cannon against uh, all of these nasty friggin' hands coming out of the ground and uh, pulls the trigger. And the force of the sound cannon against the hands is enough to launch their tiny toddler body into the air. (laughs) somersaulting them onto the coffee table out of the hand's grasp. You hear Heck from somewhere in the darkness say, Oh, that was really cool. Heck, use your gauntlet. Just start slapping him. Heck says, Okay. (laughs) And you hear the telltale sound of the gauntlet piston engaging. Uh, and then almost lose your footing as you feel the coffee table lurch beneath you as Hex person slams into it. <laughs> ah! Are you okay? Yeah, it worked! Good, good. Climb up on the table. Okay! And Hex scrambles up onto the coffee table. <laughs> and you can see in your limited purview in this darkness the fingers of several hands clawing at the edges of the coffee table, mere inches away from your feet. Ooh, okay, all right, all right. We're on an island and the tide is rising and the tide is made of hands. Uh, yeah, um, what do we do? I don't know, I need a minute to think. (laughs) As you say that, old Zeke, you see a change in the hands behavior. All of these hands that were reaching, grasping mindlessly at you. You see the ones that you can see nearby 
You see them seize up and then grasp into fists as though every single one of them is trying to hold as tightly as possible to whatever was within its reach. And then you hear something from the back of the house, a crashing and flailing of something large. And now a bit of light enters this home, enough to draw your focus to the back of the house there. You see a form of something large, like a tremendous worm, slithering in from the back of the house, over the hands, and towards you. With this light that's now entered the house, you're able to see the diving cap on the top of the human head at the forefront of this long, fleshy, slippery form that is sliding deeper into the house and towards you. Ew! Ew! I don't want to know. I mean, I guess that's his head, but that's a real long head. I don't... uh... Wait a minute. Diving cap. This person's a swimmer. That could be the item we need. Uh, we gotta get. We have to touch the long head. Yeah, we're, we might have to touch the long head a little bit. But if we get the cap on it, we can just ski daddle. Skedaddle? If you're from the future, why do you? Never mind. We cut to elsewhere within the scar. Our camera lingers, hidden, crouching, somewhere inside the jungle foliage, as it, voyeur-like, observes the passage of Saber floating, Angela limping, and Penny White, she's not doing nothing. She's draped over Angela's big wooden shoulder. Stray vibing. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, how are you feeling? Tired, but we were done, I think. So we check Zeke and see where he is. Yeah, shoot him attacks. What did y'all get from the horse place that we were just at? Oh, yeah, we got um, friendship bracelets for the horse and the person. Sweet. Okay, got that. And then we got Chanel's scrunchy. Scrunchy. So Zeke is handling the Venus fly traps. Saber says, what do you think that means? Big plant, right? Just a big plant with teeth or whatever. Beholder was a ball. Yeah. The centaur was a big horse. That's probably not good. It'll probably eat anything that it sees. So let's hope that Zeke comes back in one piece. The Zeke's come back in one piece. But uh, do we have everything? Dick is. We got Dick. Let's see. Oh no. Hmm. PQ. What about him? We have to go back to the spaceship. If we want time to go back, we have to get a piece of PQ. I mean, this is kind of where it all started. How are we going to get a piece of a robot ship? Y'all didn't tell me that you were going to be tagging on extra side missions when I signed up to come with you. Sorry, Saber. We don't really plan things good. No. I mean... No future, right? No future, baby. (laughs) Not for me, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we can always drop you back home, back at the Zeke's if you want. Oh, whatever. Ride or die. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So one last mission. 
one more job. Last, last, last then one. I for sure. Last one. Well, after this, <laughs> two no, days till retirement. <laughs> yeah. No monster hunting after this. Angela finally going to go into that light. <laughs> It's not funny. We're sorry. It's really funny to me. I guess it is to me, too. Grandma, shut up. <laughs> Saber, you're really in good spirits about your death. That's not funny. Oh. I can make those jokes. You can't make I can't? those jokes. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. Y'all are killing me. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Should we go now? Yeah, let's head back to the car and then go to PQ. Hey, kid. And skirt, 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 skirt. We cut back to aforementioned Venus flytrap, wherein feeling very trapped indeed <laughs> is a young Zeke, a less young Zeke, and a very, very old robot named Heck Gently, standing atop a coffee table to avoid a multitude of nasty, grubby little arms. Mm-hmm. And also, what's this? A big, horrible, worm-like time creature wearing a swim cap <laughs> slithering towards you. The swim cap. That's our ticket. Does it have to be an item that the monster is actively wearing around that requires us to be in contact with it? No. Heck says, well, I thought it was supposed to be an object that, like, was really close to the person. And if somebody's wearing something, that's as close as it can get. Yeah, plus look at these. And old Zeke holds up the uh, books of Olympic swimming tips from the coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) Swim books, swim cap, bada bing, bada boom. That's our ticket. Okay, you have a plan on how to get it from the giant worm monster? Mm. This is just an innocent person. We don't want to hurt him like we did with the centipede, like we did with the centipede. So, keep it on its lowest setting, I'm gonna stun it, and then we're gonna run, jump off, and grab that swim cap. And he uh, clicks the dial down to the lowest setting on the sound cannon, mounts it on his little shoulder, and fires it at the worm. Yeah, you, two hands controlled by two brains, (laughs) working in concert to control a sound cannon. For once, two heads actually are better than one, as y'all, point your shiny new weapon at this gross, grubby little guy. And we see uh, these translucent... You know how like when people smoke and they blow rings of smoke? Mm-hmm. It's like that, except instead of smoke, it's made out of air. And we watch these air rings uh, pulse through the house towards the swim cap worm. We see it shudder as these waves pass through its body, and it lays limp before you on the floor. You see as these hands that were immediately surrounding uh, the swim worm start to, like, touch it and caress it, almost in like a... uh, It's hard to tell because they're hands, but it almost seems like out of concern. And it's in that moment that you notice the wedding ring on the fingers of all of the hands. Hmm. Heck says, Oh, I think they like each other. Oh, no. Are there, are there two people that live here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we should grab the swim cap 
and one of those rings? Yeah, I mean, there's a frickin' million of them. You said they're on every hand? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, here, let me just... Old Zeke's gonna just reach down to the closest hand and just try to grab a ring off. So Old Zeke reaches his little hand down to attempt to slide this ring off of one of the many grabbing hands emerging from the floor of this house. And Zeke, you, you get this ring in your hand and you feel it slip off of the finger of this hand and you feel old Zeke grasp it in his palm right as two other hands from the floor grab hold of him and begin to attempt to yank him and you who are attached to him mm-hmm. off of the coffee table. Whoop! Oh, geez, oh, Pete's. And Hex says, bah! <laughs> and, uh... So Heck reaches down with the robot gauntlet and you hear the button of the gauntlet click as he makes contact with his hand grabbing old Zeke's wrist. And you hear the piston engage. And then you hear a sickening squelch as this hand is separated from the floor violently and launched across the room like some long gangly five-fingered football. (laughs) Oh, ugh. However, almost as soon as that happens, two more of these hands grab hold of Heck's arm wearing the gauntlet, and with a loud industrial pop, you see Heck's arm yanked clean out of the socket. Oh! Damn it, I just fixed that arm! (laughs) You need to learn how to weld better, buddy. Don't worry, I'll teach you. (laughs) Old Zeke's hand is now free with the wedding ring in tow. Okay, old Zeke quickly stuffs it into uh, their teeny little pants pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you watch now as Hex's arm is sort of being awkwardly passed around crowd surf style by these sea of hands who don't really know what to do with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hex says, oh, beans, my arm. <laughs> Good thing I've got two. I like that one, though. Um, <laughs> okay. We cut to the scene of the prospect quandary. Oh, sorry, you had something else? I was gonna say, dun, 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 dun. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for your contribution. Uh (laughs) Prospect quandary crash site, where the vehicle of Angela Atticus Jr. slows to a creeping halt, just on the outskirts of the crash site area. Headlights turned off. Sneaky mode. So Penny pulls out her phone and shoots Zeke a message just to say, hey, totally forgot about um, getting something from PQ. Hope you're doing okay. Call me if you need anything. Heart emoji, spaceship emoji, send. Penny gets a text back from when the arms are grabbing old Zeke and they just accidentally boop on in science watch a bunch of random letters and punctuation. Uh-huh, <laughs> so sure. You just get like... <laughs> <laughs> Penny texts back and says... Are you still human? Question mark. Send. Uh, and the Zeke send back. One moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He seems okay. He seems okay. He's yeah. okay. <laughs> he's okay. He's yeah. okay. Okay. Danica's here. <laughs> um, I think he's with a monster now. Okay, great. Well, um, we'll just check back in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Zeke's okay. Oh, Zeke, he's with the monsters now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting Bigfoots up in heaven. <laughs> um, so yeah, we pull up and slam the door shut. 
and we're a little bit away from the spaceship. Mm -hmm. And um, I turned to Penny and Saber. Um, All right, let's do this like the last two houses. Get in, get out, go back to Zeke's. Yeah, I don't know if this one's going to be as easy. What matters to a, a computer? Saber says, also, the other two houses had fewer guards. And she points, and y'all look at that big white science tent covering the crash site. And the rain now, which has been kind of a persistent drizzle for the last day or two, has ramped back up and is coming down in sheets in front of you. But through those sheets of rain and in front of that white tent, you can see patrols of science goons um, lurking around the outside of the tent. Oh, no. How many are there? Right now you see two, one on either side of that... uh, Tent? The kind of airlock that goes into the tent. And you see two other ones on either side of the tent who seem to be like on a patrol around the sides. Yep, this is going to be harder than the other two. How are we going to get past them? Okay. There's a few things we can do. Saber, you're a ghost. We could take your ectoplasm out, off, and we could have you go in the spaceship and get something of PQs and bring it out. Or, Penny, you could astro project. I know you don't want to, but that's an option. Saber says, um, uh, okay, one thing. When I don't have my ectoplasm, mm-hmm. I can't, like, carry things. Fuck. I can move things with my brain, but I can't physically touch either. Okay. And then I just have some basic magic. We could, there, there is an option that we could, like, fuck up that tent mm-hmm. and then just be like, and then go in the spaceship. Yeah. So A. A. Blow the tent away. B, I could also just try to pick them all up and throw them somewhere. I did that. I like to just like punt them away. That's been my instinct in the past. Yeah. But I guess I could pull like with the helicopter. Yeah. But hopefully they do. I don't. Hopefully or not hopefully they die. No. Hopefully. I mean, I'm feeling very conflicted about death (laughs) these days. I don't care what happens to them. Just get them the F out of here so we can go on with our lives. Okay. Um, and yeah, Penny is going to use magic to just blow like a giant gust, gush, gust, gust of air. Giant gust of air <laughs> to blow them away back into the forest. Okay. So Penny, she's feeling a little bit confident about this one. Obviously, the helicopter crash wasn't quite intended, but the fact that it worked, it feels cool. Um, so Penny is going to have her hands out in front of her and kind of spin in place to build up momentum and shoot a giant gust of wind at the minions. And I want the wind to kind of, um, group them as they, so they move kind of as a unit. So I squish them into like a little pack of sardines with the air and I shoot them, um, all the way into the trees behind them. Far, far, far away. They can't walk back easily. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to add that. (laughs) We, uh, yeah, we, if, if, if the science goons had faces, their faces would be displaying (laughs) confusion (laughs) and terror (laughs) as we see them all glum together 
into a squishy little ball. We see a little bit of green goo gas, I think, escape from them <laughs> as they're like compressed together. And then uh, they are launched like a fucking pinball out of your line of sight and crash through the trees somewhere off into the forest. Bye, goons! Nailed it! Yes! Yes! Good job, Penny! Thank you! Just picturing treetops scattered with little goons <laughs> sticking out like legs <laughs> in the air kicking. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess now this is when we go inside the spaceship. Yeah. I don't have any advice on going in here other than we just gotta be careful and pay attention to everything. Okay. Angela grabs her sword that's on her back and takes it out of its sheath and drops it by her side. We cut back to the Venus flytrap where the two Zeeks and Heck cower on a coffee table while Heck's football arm gets passed around like Anthony Kiedis at a music festival. Yeah. No one knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it means. He's the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up later. But like, see, that's the thing. Is like our audience. I don't care about our audience. Keep going. Leave that in. Yeah. No, that was it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh... So young Zeke says... Wait a minute. Heck, your arm can move on its own, can it? Uh, I've been told that it has in the past. <laughs> yeah, can you do that? Um, hold on. And he closes his eyes, and you see him concentrate really hard. And then we cut to the arm being mm-hmm. grabbed around by all these little hands, and uh, we see the football gauntlet give a thumbs up. Oh, okay. Heck, I've got a plan. You have a plan. Yes, I have a plan. You're not involved. <laughs> Heck says, wait, look. Look at my arm. Look what it's doing. And you look at Heck's arm, and the football gauntlet that it's wearing is now making one of those little shadow puppet duck faces <laughs> and quacking at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very cute. Listen, Heck, I'm going to free your arm from those arms. Then your arm is going to grab the swim cap off of that giant tongue. We're going to grab your arm, and then we're all going to ski-daddle out that front door. You said arm a lot of times. Yes. So wait, what am I doing? I'm going to grab the football. Say it one more time. I'm going to free your severed arm from the grip of all these monster arms. Arms. Then your severed arm Arm. is going to grab the swim cap (laughs) off of that big worm. Worm. And then we're going to grab your arm that arm. grabbed the swim cap, and we're all going to get out of that front door. Door. Got it. Do you? What do I do? <laughs> like, right now, what's my first action item? Uh, can, you draw, can you draw this out in, like, zeros and Xs? We don't have time! Uh, and with that, young Zeke reaches his arm across their body to grab the sound cannon puts it over his shoulder and aims it at the cluster of arms gripping Hex's severed arm. Okay. You shoot the sound cannon. We see, again, those concentric rings of disturbed air expand out in front of it uh, and blast into all of the arms holding on to Hex's arm. The arms let go of the arm. (laughs) 
and fall momentarily stunned and prone. Hex arm, now grab the swim cap. We then cut to a super tight close-up of the digital readout on the side of the sound cannon as we see the little illuminated battery icon tick from one bar left down to zero and turn red. Frick. Zeke collapses the sound cannon and holsters it. That's our last charge. Arm, come on, you can do this. Heck says, okay, I got it. Arm, arms, worm, door, got it. And uh, he, you see the arm um, like prop up onto it, the football gauntlets fingers, mm-hmm. uh, like some sort of retro future robotic thing from the Adams family uh-huh. uh, and start rapidly dragging itself over to the worm tongue. Yeah. Uh, who is still resting peacefully after being blasted with a sound cannon. Yep. Hex arm, wearing the football gauntlet, crawls his little fingers up the side of the worm to grab the swim cap, which it then yanks off with a satisfying snap. All right, last step. And the Zeeks scramble up Heck's body, jump on his shoulders, and Zeke says, uh, Heck, dive out the window. You're the ball. The sides of the window are the goalposts. Sink that field goal. Sink that field goal. Sink that field goal. goal. (laughs) Give it a swish. (laughs) Give it a swish. Red zone, here I come. And uh, Heck leaps off of the table towards the window. Heck's arm, grab on. Heck's arm throws itself as only a disembodied arm can up towards y'all to try and grab on and ride along out the window. Only in so doing, you see Zeke in almost in slow motion as this hand reaches to snatch on a piece of heck. You see the swim cap starting to fall out of its grip. <laughs> this is all happening mid-air on uh-huh. Hex back as we're flying through the air. Yes. Old Zeke says, uh, uh, to young Zeke, Hang on as tight as you can. And with young Zeke, like, gripping the back of Heck's shirt collar, old Zeke leans as far as he can to grab uh, Heck's whole arm and keep it on board. Zeke, you see this swim cap starting to fall from the grip of the football gauntlet as Heck's hand desperately tries to grab on to you all and escape through the window. Old Zeke holds on to the collar of Heck's shirt and reaches as far as y'all's tiny toddler body can reach. Mm -hmm. And he grabs on to the football gauntlet. But the metal, oh, Zeke, it's too slippery. Oh, no. He can't get a grip on it. And as his grip is sliding away and the hand is sliding away from him, he manages to grab onto the swim cap. Just as Heck's arm loses the grip on the swim cap and falls back to the ground. (gasps) <gasps> no! Arm! <laughs> and then y'all are crashing through the window. Ow, 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 ooh, ooh, sharp glass. Moments later, from inside the house, you hear the telltale sound of the gauntlet's piston engaging. And then a short circuit followed by an explosion. And you see Hex's arm slightly singed flying out the window behind you. (laughs) (laughs) The football gauntlet, nowhere to be seen. (laughs) He used the football gauntlet? Mm -hmm. To escape. That's really cute. Ah, arm! Oh, thank goodness. Don't worry, Heck, we'll put it back on later. We did it! 
We did it! <sighs> okay. Oh, I gotta text Angel and Penny back. Oh, they said they're going to the spaceship? Oh, jeez. Should we call them? Yeah, let's, uh, let's give them a call. Zeke's gonna FaceTime Penny. We cut back to the crash site of the Prospect Quandary, where Penny has just disposed of a bunch of freaking goons. Get out of here. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Sleep with the fishes. Oh, who's this? <laughs> this is Benny the Baby. Oh, hey, Benny. Benny. Yep, he's a <laughs> mobster baby. Boss oh, he's baby. actually a baby. Yeah. My boss yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Just Flips a coin. The <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a cigar. Bubbles coming out of the cigar. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh. Uh, <laughs> getting a phone call from me. Okay. <laughs> FaceTime for me. Yeah, I want to say as uh, Angela and Penny and Saber, under cover of darkness, buffeted by rain, quietly, sneakily make their way towards the airlock to the tent when Penny's phone loudly rings. Penny rushes to grab it. What? Shh. First of all, start. Shh. Don't, don't start up here and then get down here. Just start down here, okay? Hi. Hi. Oh, yes. wait. How did it go? Oh, it's good. We got the stuff. Okay. Hi, Penny. Is Zach okay? Um, he's... Um... Yeah, I mean, he's fine. Heck, how you doing? And old Zeke aims the phone at Heck uh, uh, strategically so as not to show Heck's severed arm. Heck says, my arm came off. <laughs> again, not again. Damn it, Heck. <laughs> People have always said I'm really disarming. Maybe this is what they meant. Maybe. Hi, Penny! And old Zeke waves with Hex's severed arm. <laughs> oh, hi, Arm and Zeke. Well, I miss you, Heck. I'm glad you're okay. Sorry about your arm. Hey, so should we, like, come to the spaceship to help y'all out? Um... Angela looks over at Penny. I mean, they could come and just stand guard outside, like, keep their distance, right? And just make sure nothing goes wrong. And if we need a getaway, there's a car and they'll be here. Fine, just don't start any trouble. I just... You and old Zeke are just really unpredictable, and we're, like, literally this close to finishing this. Just work on old Zeke's whispering on your way here. But, yeah, if you could just stand guard. Don't get too close to the spaceship. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to get too close to the spaceship. I don't want a third head. Also, don't touch anything. I don't. Believe me. I learned my lesson. Okay. Yeah, he did. I remember learning that lesson. Okay. If you promise to stay put, just come here Stand by my car, keep an eye out, let us know if anything's going on, but, like, you need to promise us that you're not going to start anything. I'm not going to start shit. Okay. Heck says, don't worry, and he winks, I'll keep him in line. No, you won't. Penny blushes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Penny is going to tie her sash around her eyes and use her third eye to look inside the tent to see if there are any dangers in there. Penny, you hang up. On those other ding-dongs. Mm-hmm. You wrap your sash around your main two eyes, and we see the third eye in your forehead snap open. And then our camera zooms into that eye and spins around in the swirling vortex of the psychic realm before realigning itself to see out of that eye. 
and we are now seeing in I think we established predator style heat vision. Yep. <laughs> yes. That you see with your third eye. <laughs> the world is a sea of colors, oranges, blues, purples, greens, plus a bunch of other ones, Penny, that you can't see with your other two eyes. Snurple. My favorite. Grundlet. My least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and these colors, known, unknown, seeable, and unseeable, form together to create a picture for you of the inside of the tent, in which you see a hive of activity. Dozens of science goons and scientists move about in here, studying soil samples, measuring rockets, doing all sorts of scientific stuff. Measuring rockets. <laughs> Gotta figure out how big. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Wait, this is inside? This is inside the tent. Oh, but we already... They were outside the tent. You're outside the tent. So they're not in the spaceship, but in the tent. You got rid of the four guys on the outside. There's a bunch of guys inside. I thought we got rid of all of them. No, you sure didn't. God damn it. We didn't know it was in the tent. I mean, I just assumed that we would gather all of them up and... But Penny. Mm-hmm. You notice a couple of things. One thing that you notice is that the area of the tent directly adjacent to the lake seems to be unguarded and unmonitored. Uh, if you remember, Lake Obelisk, because of this, uh, these days of heavy rain, has been raising up against its banks. And the water has been raising higher and higher and seeping closer and closer to the rocket under the tent. That area inside this tent around the rocket seems to be unmonitored and unguarded. Our camera, which, as I mentioned, is inside of Penny's eye, mm -hmm. seen through that eye. We see the water in cool blues and purples against the slightly warmer oranges of the ground. Except, Penny, you now see that this water has finally made its way to the ship itself. And a very small part of the prospect quandary is now submerged. And with your third eye sight, you can see the vegetation, strange and misshapen, already growing up around that water, and even outside of the tent. We need to hurry up. And then our camera snaps back, flies out of Penny's head, swirls around her head a couple of times before landing in a more regular position for a camera to be in to show us regular stuff. Upright. Upright. Oh, shit. Did it what? hurt when the camera came out of your eye? Yes. <laughs> you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> what did you see? Well, we didn't get rid of all the goons. Apparently, we should have looked inside the tent. Hmm. Um, also, part of the ship is in the water now. Great. So that yeah, and Penny and Angela, you actually... Penny, you, you look with... Uh, have you removed the sash? Yes, Penny removes the sash. <laughs> You remove the sash and you look with your other two eyes uh, at that side of the tent uh, adjacent to the lake and you see now the changes occurring in the ecosphere here rapidly spreading around the banks of Late Obelisk. And you see a familiar prismatic sheen slowly spreading across the surface of the water. Don't you touch see? the water. Yeah. Don't touch It looks like that. Don't touch it. Okay, so we need to act fast. This rain is not slowing down, it seems, so... You look at Saber, and Saber is half full of water. Saber! Like, Get up out. to her waist. Get out of there! I'm not... It's just the rain comes in, and then it can't go out because of ectoplasm. What? Can you, like... Should we turn you upside down? Yeah. Where's it getting in? 
just and you look and you see the raindrops passing through Saber's head and then just like filling up inside of her. Can you like blow the water out of your ears or something? I don't know. Can you plug my wait? I'm gonna plug your nose. Okay. Blow. And yeah, she shoots two geysers of water out of her ears, and you see the water level in her like gradually uh, empty out. Okay, let's not do that again. It's a cool party trick. So Angela, Penny, and Saber, you creep to the edge of the tent along the banks of Lake Obelisk, right where this, you see like an oil spill, right? This prismatic effect spilling out into the water from inside the tent, right where the lake passes under the tent. And this is where you realize that you're going to have to get into the water like James frickin' Bond and mm. come up on the other side of the tent to avoid detection. Penny is going to use her magic similar to how she pushed the goons away with a gust of air, but use it to create like a steady pressure so when they go in the water, it's like a protective bubble around them. All right, so Angela, Penny, Saber, you make your way to the banks of Lake Obelisk. Penny, tell me what this looks like. What are you doing? Um, so I think, again, Penny uses her hands kind of like a focal point um, for where the air is and where it's going. So she's kind of just got one on either side of her um, and is just kind of moving through the water as if she would be physically pushing it, but it's really with her mind. So she's just moving through. The two are behind her, but she has her arms um, straight out on both sides. Angela and Saber, like the lost Israelites of old following Moses across the Red Sea. I've heard that about me before. Such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> or is it the most obvious possible yeah. reference to sea. someone who's moving water away with their mind? I'm Jeebus. Makes you feel weird, but... <laughs> I'll bless you. I'll save you from yourself. You follow Penny as with arms raised, she creates this bubble of air, keeping the contaminated water away from yourselves. Y'all follow as a Penny with one hand outstretched, tenderly, gently lifts the edge of the tent and with her wide open eyes <laughs> gestures y'all to go inside. Angela grabs Saber's hand and goes under. And Penny follows after. Yeah, and we see y'all emerge inside of the tent directly behind the prospect quandary. Dun, Penny dun, drops dun. the tent and drops with it her focus and we see a slight like ripple of waves as the lake fills in the vacuum created by her air and returns to lap at the base of the ship. I hope all the chips got up those. They're all going to be when pulled. Then weaken their immune systems. I have extensive files on all weaknesses that afflict human beings. Not to use against them. I'm just curious. Just like I know you're curious who makes this podcast. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Slesman. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Chedlar. James is also the sound designer and composer for the podcast. 
Every other person in Chillhaven is performed by Philip Swissman, who is also the producer and game master. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects by zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game, created by Michael Sands. Now to learn more about Cyanide. We cut to heckin' the Zeeks. Uh, yeah, so upon departing uh, the Venus flytrap house, swim cap and wedding ring in tow, I think the Zeeks and Heck hopped back on their hoverboard, uh, skedaddled out of the scar to... Skedaddled out of the scar, that's good. You said skedaddle like three times today. Uh, <laughs> did I? In this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, hoverboarded their way over to the rocket crash. And upon arrival, uh, saw Angela's car, climbed on in the back seat, rolled up the windows, and plugged the sound cannon into the car charger. So yeah, so we cut from that tense, action-filled scene of intrigue and espionage to two Zeeks in the heck, sitting quietly in the back seat of Angela's car. And a severed arm. Sounds like a law firm. Two Zeeks in a heck. (laughs) (laughs) Should we... uh, can we turn on music or something? Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, there's like a big crowd of people over there. I don't think we want to draw attention to us or this vehicle if we can help it. Okay. It's kind of nice to just sit and relax and not have to be fighting monsters. <laughs> want to play 20 questions? Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm a mineral. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> 